Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston shares a devotional that will speak to you no matter what your current relationship is with your teen. Let's hear what Mark has to say. Hey, I've got a scripture for you. It's um, 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 3. And it says this, I did not come with superiority of speech or wisdom. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Sounds like parenting teens, doesn't it? Hey, I'm going to be asking you a number of questions instead of just uh, giving you answers. And my hope is to get you to review and question and set a new course with your family so that you can offer what's needed to your teen. And if you know me, you know I'm pretty simple in my approach. And many times just asking questions brings parents to the right conclusions. But if you're still stumped a bit and feel a little bit uh, confused, then, then hold on. We still have more time uh, on other podcasts to answer a number of uh, uh, those lingering questions that parents always seem to have. You know, if reflection is a source of wisdom, I hope you'll take the time to reflect on yourself and embrace that as the culture changes and as your teens mature, that you must transition your approach for engaging with your teens in order to offer a, a cultural relevance to timeless truth. So, how good is your relationship with your teen? Good? Not so good. Growing or dying? Flourishing or failing? Engaging or disengaging? Are you moving closer together or are you moving further apart? Are you connected or are you disconnected? Wherever you are on that spectrum, my hope is that each day that passes, you're moving closer together, even if you're in the midst of the turmoil. You know, a crisis has an amazing way of bringing out the worst in everyone. And and at the same time, I would tell you that a crisis possesses the opportunity to bring out the best in folks as well. Um, And I say this because I know that a crisis doesn't just happen. Chances are, if you have a crisis in your family with your teen, it's been growing for a while, and the explosion you now see has been bubbling under the surface for a bit. And so once the explosion is weathered, it's time to deal with what lies underneath, the true heart of the matter. And so conflict is a precursor to change. And if you want something different for your family, many times you must go through the the tough stuff to get to the tender parts of the relationship that you long for. So here's a few bits of wisdom that will hopefully help your relationship, whether you're in a crisis or in, in in that season of calmness. But these truths remain true regardless of the battle that's raging around you. Here's truth number one. The most important relationship that your children can have during their adolescent years is with you. Okay, and somebody goes, wait, Mark, wait, wait, wait. no, no. Let me, let me just say it out. Most important relationship that your teen can have during those teen years is you, mom and dad. I'm convinced of this. And if you want to maintain that relationship, even if they're smoking pot, they tell you that they're gay, they're sexually active, they hate the church or hate you, 
you must move toward them relationally. And I know this to be true. If you live with teens, and I have thousands of them, then you will be hurt by their comments, their accusations, and their decisions. No parent is immune, and it's the process of your child growing up and and learning to spread you know, his or her wings. But in reality, the spreading of wings sometimes knocks over anything within their wingspan, including you. And so this is all about grace. Even if they have uh, or are hurting you. Offering them something, your relationship, when they deserve it the least, is one of the hardest roles that a parent will ever play. And let me say something about grace here, even though I've mentioned it a number of other times. It's hard to offer when you've been offended. There's a scripture that says, a brother wronged is more unyielding than a fortified city. Disputes are like the barred gates of the citadel. So when your child offends you, it's hard to move toward them. Grace moves you back into relationship, just as God has done for each one of us. And if it's easy for you to do this, it's probably not grace. True grace is tough, but not offered. It means that you can only love your child when she's doing well and doesn't hurt you. And part of unconditional love is telling your child, you know, there's nothing you can do to make me love you more, and there's nothing you can do to make me love you less. This is easy to say, but it's hard to implement when your heart has already been hurt. So regardless of the hurt, your teens want a relationship with you even when they can't see it. And you'll never get to that relationship stuff if you move away. You know, no battle has ever been won by running the other way. And I'm reminded of what C.S. Lewis once said. He says, I don't doubt God's desire to want the best for us. I just wonder how painful it's going to be. And I chuckle every time I see that quote because it's so true. The question that comes to mind is this. Could God be using pain to show us the path back to a true relationship with our team? Well, could be. Okay, here's the second thing that I, that I believe is true. If you have a discipline problem, you have a relationship problem. And I've said it a million times. You're going to have to figure out what is separating you from your child or has the potential to do so in the future. And as, as always, I've comment, commented about a number of times, is the behavior you see is the visible expression of the invisible issues going on in the life of your teen. So don't think that the discipline issues that you have to deal with are just your teen's problem. If the inappropriate behavior is getting in the way of your relationship with your child, the problem may not be the behavior, but it may rather be the relationship that you have with your teen. No teen is an island. And here's the third truth. Teens change because of relationship, not the exertion of your authority. You know, an old school thought about discipline was predicated on the fact that teens would respect authority, listen first to what their parents had to say, and do whatever their parents wanted them to do. But times have changed, haven't they? You know, teens don't look at authority as the way, the way they used to, and there are several reasons why they don't, regardless of how you believe and what you desire for your family. And because of the many changes in an adolescent social structure and perspective, the only way to a teen's heart is through relationship. And that doesn't mean that you don't desire respect, nor do you neglect the implications of disrespect, but it does mean that the front door, which you used to come through, you know, that exertion of authority, 
won't gain you access to the living room of their life. So you're going to have to change the way you enter, and that means choosing a different door. This doesn't mean your front door approach is wrong. You're just not going to gain the entrance to the heart of your teen unless you enter through a different way. So let me ask you this. Do you want things to change in your home? Then look at the relationship. Do you fight more than you thought you would? Look at the relationship. Do you feel like you don't know your teen anymore? Look at the relationship. Is your teen disrespectful, disobedient, or dishonest? Then look at the relationship. Okay, and here's the fourth truth. There's only one person in this world that you can change, and that's you. You know, so, so before you start looking at the speck in your teen's eye, look at the bigger plank in yours. And for all you men that are hearing me, I, I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with what your teen is doing. That needs to be dealt with. But the first step is to look at yourself, and that's the best place to start. So it's time to take personal inventory. So let me ask you some questions. Do you do things that provoke your teen? Are your interrogating skills more like a police investigator than a caring mother or father? Do you violate the privacy of a 17-year-old who can serve in a military uh, in a few months uh, just to check where they've been on the Internet? Do you exhibit anger problems when they make poor choices? Do you project your frustrations on them when it's really more about you than them? I would ask you this, are your expectations for your teen creating a wall rather than a path to walk through? Do you constantly correct, letting your teen know how to do it better or should do it differently next time? You know, things don't always have to be great. It's okay for things just to be good sometimes. And if not, you're creating a world of frustration for your teens and they'll never be able to jump through all the hoops of greatness that you expect and they'll eventually shut down. Do you say things that bug your teen? Are you inappropriate at times? Do you post things on your social network accounts that would be better off left unsaid? Do your teens think the conflict is more about you than about them? Are you still treating your teen like he was 10? <laughs> or, or like she was uh, still your 8-year-old princess? Have you missed some important things in the life of your teens? Has your busyness communicated that they're not valuable? What's the priority in your life, work or your teens? Have you made some mistakes? Which have been the cause of turmoil within your family? Affairs? Poor choices? Personal problems that need to be resolved? Habits you can't break? Are there some unresolved issues from when you were a teen yourself that you never dealt with, and now that they have uh, are beginning to come up when you have a teen? Is there a lack of forgiveness toward your parents? Do you have negative feelings toward someone who's offended you, which tends to come up whenever you're angry? Do you feel like others have controlled you to such an extent that, that you'll never let anyone do that again, and so you take control of your teen's life? Are you critical or sarcastic? Are discussions more about your opinions rather than you listening? Do you move in discussions just so that you can share your opinion because no one else will listen? 
And I ask all these questions just to stimulate some self-reflection, which might show your part in the crisis at home. You know, it's hard to push a teen to resolve that which you have not. So here's a couple of issues that I think are, are found in most families, and they could be some of the issues causing some of the problems that you're facing. So let me do this. Moms, can I give you a slap and a kiss here? Here's the slap. You talk too much. You've got to quit talking to your teen at the same pace that you talked to them when they were in their elementary or middle school. All your talking worked then when you operated in a teaching mode, but it doesn't work when you transition into a training mode. Your incessant talking will shut your teens down and they'll never have the opportunity to get a word in edgewise. They want to be heard not to uh, have to hear about everything over and over and over again. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's the slap. But here's the kiss. And every man knows this, that any woman that's currently listening to me possesses more wisdom than all the men listening to me right at this time. And if your constant talking shuts your teen down, they will never receive all the wisdom that you have, which they so desperately need. They'll turn off the TV before they ever get to watch your program. Are you following me? Remember this. Not every teachable moment needs to have a lesson tied to it. And not every discussion has to have a scripture embedded in your wording. Sometimes you appear wise when you keep your mouth shut. Even a fool appears wise when he keeps his mouth shut. So give it a try. Quit sharing so much information. And remember, they want wisdom, not more information. And you'll be amazed at your teen's response. Okay, Dad, now it's your turn. Quit trying to fix everything. You know, I, I, I know we're made that way. We're supposed to fix things. And, and we let that carry over to our sons and daughters. Uh, the message they hear is that they have to be fixed or they won't be loved. And your, your teen is, is not a project to be fixed. You know, every time I'm at a hotel or a guest at somebody's home, it seems like I'm always cleaning out the drain, fixing the shower head, replacing light bulbs, or offering to fix something. And sometimes it's embarrassing to my host that I had to fix something because it reminds them of what they can't or they haven't done. So now I just fix things <laughs> without telling them. Remember these things, Dad. Not every conversation needs to have a conclusion. And look at it this way. There are times in which directives and comments need to happen to steer your teen's life along the right path. But most of the wisdom transferred will actually happen during the time that you spend with your teen and the ongoing discussions that you have, which might involve topics they'll deal with over the years or even a lifetime. As one who wants to influence the life of teens... I find that keeping my discussions open-ended allows for further and future discussions. And this is the best way to have an ongoing relationship. And here's another piece of wisdom that I gather from teens. It's okay for your teen to be undone, disheveled, and, and, and not all put together. When I engage with struggling teens and start the lifelong discussions, they learn that I care about them as much when they're screwed up as, as when they have it all together. So, Dad, your constant reminders that there's something broken with your teen by trying to fix them all the time needs to be countered with a presence that communicates that you can still love your teens in spite of their brokenness. And I'm sure they feel the same way we do as husbands when our wives tell us that something is wrong with us. It pushes us away. 
Dad, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? You don't have to fix everything. But here's something for both moms and dads, and it's best described by a, by a short story about my daughter, Melissa, and her daughter, Macy, who's my granddaughter. Um, and she's like 14 years old. And Melissa, my daughter, was trying to help Macy with her schoolwork, pushing her to do her best to get it right and make good grades because every parent wants that for their child, right? Well, Macy became frustrated at not getting it right all the time and hearing the constant good intentions of my daughter, Melissa, helping her. Macy stood up and said in a ridiculing and sarcastic way, she said, well, hi, my name's Melissa Nelson, and I know everything. Melissa took away her phone as a consequence of being disrespectful, but I've got to say, I think the story was rather hilarious when she told us what happened. And here's the lesson for all of us. No one likes a know-it-all. If someone knows it all, then there's really no reason to have a relationship with anybody else. Okay, have I stepped on enough toes today or what? My hope is this, that you get to reflect on yourself and figure some things out in order to prevent your child from rebelling against some of the things that just aren't right in your home. So as, as you work through this, this time, this lesson of reflection, um, I want you to know this. Listen to your spouse. They might be correct in some of their observations. Admit where you're wrong. And I want you to pray this prayer. Lord, search me, know my heart, test me, and know my anxious thoughts, and see if there's any offensive way in me. Hey, God bless. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit ParentingTodaysTeens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit HeartlightMinistries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.